First Thessalonians 5. Um, we'll start at verse 9. We'll start at verse 9. Look it up. I want you to see it with your own eyes and your own Bible. Your own eyes and your own Bible. Verse 9, 1 Thessalonians 5. For God hath not appointed us to wrath. Do you believe that? God's not appointed us to wrath. All right, let's continue. But to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10. Who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Verse 11. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another even as also you do. So he's saying you're, you're doing well, but you can do better. Watch now. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Look at me. The word admonish is more directly translated correct. So you're supposed to honor those who correct you, who are over you in the Lord. In other words, if you're going to send thank you notes to me, how about sending me notes for what you were admonished for? We beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love, not because you like or don't like their beard, but for their works' sake. I'm continuing. And to esteem them very highly in love for their works' sake and be at peace among yourselves. One of the major keys that I will share with you regarding understanding how to be led by the Holy Spirit and live a godly life is just that. You must learn the voice of peace. And you don't know it naturally. This culture does everything it can possibly do with the inspiration of demonic spirits to keep you tied up in such a knot and to keep you so busy and to keep so much information flooding your mind that you never sense peace. So because you never sense it, you don't know how to follow it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, see that none, now I exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Now he's speaking, of course, to the church. Warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Feeble-minded doesn't mean they're old. It means they're double-minded. Your Bible says a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. A double-minded person 
is a person that thinks it is today and isn't sure tomorrow, and maybe it is the next day, and they're like the waves of the sea. They're tossed to and fro. They believe it during prayer cloth, miracle healing, and victory service, but on Tuesday afternoon, when that headache comes back, there's wavering, you see. They're double-minded. And the Bible says, let not that person even think, this is strong, man, even think that they shall receive anything of the Lord. Wow. Wow. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but even father, boy, I think he had Facebook in mind when he wrote verse 15. No, no one render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. What's the will of God? That I rejoice evermore, that I pray without ceasing, and that in everything I give thanks. Wow. I want to know the will of God. Here's how you find it. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in everything. And quit criticizing other people. In so doing, verse 19, you will not quench the Holy Spirit. Despise not prophesying the word of God. Prove all things. Stop being so fleshly, spontaneous, and immediate in all of your reactions. Boy, that, that'll make you just rip the pews up. We are trained in this culture to be impulsive about everything. I feel more light over here. Hold fast that which is good. Watch now. Abstain uh, not from evil, from the very appearance of evil. Now we're getting off the fruit, down the limb, down the trunk, through the dirt, into the root. If the root is bad, the fruit will be bad. Oh, this is so strong. Abstain from, watch me, the appearance of evil. Why? Why? Somebody is watching you. They know 
you have named the name of Christ and they're watching you. Well, don't I have a right to go wherever I want to go, drink whatever I want to drink, smoke whatever I want to smoke, wear whatever I want to wear. No, you do not. Here's why. You are not your own. Oh, I'm going to flip you out right now. You do not belong to you. Not your words, not your actions, not your attitudes, not your behavior, nor your conduct belong to you. Somebody is watching you. Now, if I had time, I would take you through the law of grace. Some would say that's a paradox. Some would say that's a seeming contradiction. The law of grace. But I will teach you, all you that have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Law and grace are by no means incompatible. They are absolutely one in the same. To hell with this damnable false doctrine being perpetrated on the body of Christ that is not producing freedom but in the name of freedom producing spiritual bondage. Because only he that the Son sets free is free indeed. And if we go by any other formula than the formula that he laid down, it will produce bondage in the name of freedom. The prodigal soon realized that his freedom was slavery. And remember, he left, he didn't come out the club. He didn't backslide at the club. He didn't backslide at the bar. He backslid on the 14th row of Sunday morning service where, watch me, his conscience was seared by false preaching. Many there be that sit in pews whose consciences are seared with a hot iron 
who this day believe a lie and are thereby damned. That's God's word. That's not Rod's word. That's God's word. Leaders in the church that have absolutely no control over what they do or say. Nothing governed by the Holy Spirit. Everything governed by I am spiritual and I have a right. You have no rights. You have no rights. You are not your own. You have been purchased. You want to know how valuable to God you are, that you are not your own. He sent his only begotten son to die for you. To watch this preacher purchase you. You are bought with a price and you are not your own. And where that should make the church lose its natural mind in rejoicing, it rather feels conviction, which it interprets as condemnation and turns and walks away from the living, life-giving water of God's Word. I will teach you the law of grace. The law of grace can be summed up in one statement. It can actually be summed up in one word. Love. Paul said, I, Paul said, there's nothing wrong with eating meat sacrificed to idols. He said, unless it causes another to stumble. When's the last time you heard somebody say, I could do that, but because I can does not mean I should. Not because I am, a, I am fearful of the wrath of God, but because if I cause by my action by my conduct, one of these little ones to stumble, it would be better if I had a millstone tied around my neck and be cast into the sea. Can I use profanity? Well, I don't know, can you? Can I go to a movie where it's blood and gore everywhere? I don't know. Can you? Who's going with you? 
Who will see you? Who will be influenced by your conduct? I can do all things. Everything is lawful for me. If my conscience condemn or convict me not, and I offend no one through my actions to think less of him because they saw me. This is the law of love. This is what love does. It's about others. It's not about you and your right. God says, do whatever you want to do. Paul said, whether you eat or drink or don't eat or don't drink. Do it as unto the Lord. So let me just ask you, since I'm, since I'm on that, if, if, if I'm going to use profanity or wear a certain thing, can I do it? Well, can I do it as an offering to him? If you wouldn't drop the F-bomb in his presence, what makes you think you can ever drop it? You're simply saying he's not there. And don't say he doesn't mind. It's not about him. It's about others. It's about your influence. It's about your witness. Can I throw down a shot of whiskey? Well, I don't know, can I? Can I? If you saw me, would it increase your faith? But if you know that I never have and never will allow it to touch my lips because I'm a Nazarite unto God, I've got a calling. Does that increase your faith? Well, then which one shall I do? We always want to make everything so surface. When I said, could I do this? Could I do that? From all over the building, I heard, no. Well, you don't know. You don't know what I can do. I might eat or not eat. I didn't eat a bite of pork for 15 years. I didn't eat a McDonald's for 22 years. Could I? Did you not eat pork because of the Jewish? No, I didn't eat it. 
because I felt in my spirit that I shouldn't. So am I going to look at you eating your sausage McMuffin and say, thank God I'm not like them. Careful. Careful. Because let's get off profanity or eating and drinking and let's talk about what you do with your tongue. Let's talk about what you wear. I am so weary, not in this church, because I'm permitted in this church. I am so weary with men and their little Instagram pictures with nothing on but a loincloth that I can't take it. We're not Hollywood entertainers. We're men of God. And let's not even go to the women. Stretchy pants are not one size fits everybody, especially some of y'all. Or 15 inches of cleavage, or five, depending on how well endowed or purchased you are. Do you think some new believer that comes in here and sits on the 14th row wants to see you strutting everything that does not belong to him in front of him as an offering to God? You understand it's not about us. Though there are certain things that are absolute. But under God, when is the church going to grow up and stop being some infant believer for 40 years that's still demanding your right? Not about your right. You have a right to do anything that does not directly contradict the spoken word of God. But there are areas that the Bible leaves up to the believer governed by laws, the law of love, the law of peace, the law of conscience. If my conscience if our conscience condemns us not, that's not what you think about something because you did some study to find some preacher somewhere that would agree with what you had preconceived. You want it. It's not about you. Paul said, I need me. I need me sacrificed to idols. That doesn't mean I will, doesn't mean I should, doesn't even mean I want to. I think we need God's Holy Spirit to surgically remove from us the want to.
Can I? Yeah. Will I? No. Why? Don't want to. I have no desire. Now that doesn't mean that my desire should be your desire. That's why we're not supposed to judge each other. One may eat meat. One may not eat meat. But if I know that eating meat will cause you to stumble, do I care more about my right to meat or your right to Jesus? Which one? Which one? Which one? Billy Graham said it this way, and I'm quitting. Being a Christian is more than just an instantaneous conversion. It is a daily process whereby one grows to be more and more like Jesus. Yeah. And in that, we find freedom. We have, as Paul called it, a good conscience that offends us not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, would you, I mean, Paul could have said, now this is it, you bunch. There will be no eating meat sacrificed to idols, and that's it, and I'm not going to hear any more about it. That's it. That's not what he said. Here's what he said. How about we all grow up? How about we stop pointing the finger? How about we make our decisions based on others rather than ourselves? Oh, Jesus. That's the good life because that's the God life. Can you give him praise and give him glory? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord, to be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. Thank you. Everybody's standing. May the cry of our hearts be all to Jesus, I surrender. All to him, I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live all day every day may we be mindful that you are there every moment may it govern our behavior our conduct our witness. Jesus, forgive us for where we've failed. Forgive us for being lazy and just wanting a rule for everything. Oh God, this day we desire to be led by your Spirit. Direct us and guide us 
And may all those who observe us be able to say, there is one who lives in the presence of God. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. Govern our hearts by peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.